Hey guys, welcome back to The Encounter. Today we have Layla, today we have Matthew, and also we have House right here next to me. His name is AKA Josue. Um, today we're gonna continue our series of the heart of a follower, and today we're gonna speak about, about uh, we last week we we spoke about uh, the the bodily functions, you know, the physical nature of being a follower of Christ, and right now we're gonna talk about uh, you know the mind, the mind way, not the mind ways, but but the, maybe the mind uh, aspect of being a, a follower of Christ. And I also love to start with the Bible verse Matthew fifteen seventeen. And we're going to read all the way to 20. And it says, uh, Surely you know that all food that enters your mouth goes into the stomach. And then it goes out of the body. 18 says, But the bad things people say with their mouths come from what they think. And that's what can make people wrong. And it says, All bad things begin in the mind. Evil thoughts, murder, adultery, sexual sins, stealing, lying, and insulting people. 20, it says, These are the things that make people wrong. Eating without washing their hands will never make people unacceptable to God. So I, I love, I love, I love reading this because you know since we're talking about the the physical aspect, right? And it's, it's funny how 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 Matthew here, which is, is speaking, which which is Jesus speaking, it says how and it almost makes it a seem makes it a how, how do I say this? Makes it like a like it makes it like a how do, how do I say this? Like a I say like a comparison of how the body works and how the mind works. So it says, you know, everything that goes into your mouth goes into your stomach and then it's processed out. The same thing happens to your mind. Whatever you put yourself in with through your eyes, through your nose, through your mouth, not maybe not your mouth because your mouth goes through your stomach, right? Through your ears, your your mind, your mental, your your heart, your your mind, your brain processes it. And then somehow needs to expel it. And the only way that it expels it is, of course, through your mouth. Now, I'm not saying you're going to be, you know, expelling everything you think and say, but it wants to come out, right? And now we have a, a for example, we have a, a, a practice of not saying everything that you think, right? But, you know, there's people that whatever you think they say and they come off rude, right? They come off like, oh, dude, what's wrong with this guy, right? And this is, it's, it's, it's wonderful how, how the Bible says, Jesus says this, and it's explaining to us how the body works, the stomach works, and our mind works the same way. And then it says, because why? Because all these bad things start in the mind. What, what, what bad things? Evil thoughts, murder, adultery, sexual sins, stealing, lying, insulting people. And I was just talking about this with you, right? That before you do any of these things, before we were just talking about stealing, uh, you know, because they stole the things from, uh, from the Oscar's family, you know? Uh, th this guy had to really think about what time to wake up, what time, what do they need? They, need, they, need, they needed to pick locks. They needed to make sure. But what they didn't think about is when they saw Shaylee, right? That's when they, they, they that's <laughs> when they, yeah, oh yeah, when Shaylee <laughs> saw them, right? Because they freaked out. They don't know. That's what I'm trying to say. All these bad things must be processing your mind. And you know what I love about this? I'm reading the ERV version that even, even insulting people. So, for example, before you do it, you have to think it. And I'm really fast what, at this. <laughs> right? Yeah. You, you, want, you want to take everything out. But I just love how this how this portrays your mind, which remember that your mind is your brain and also your heart, right? Your brain thinks logically and your heart thinks emotionally, right? So your brain and your heart work as like a digestive system of your thoughts, right? And if they're not being purified by the word of God and by the Holy Spirit, then the way that you're, you're processing, processing things out is incorrect, right? You have something to say. Uh, I just wanted to go into like the fact that like, I feel like this is like a very obvious thing, but it's also one to point it out. That, like you said, like, like what is in our mind is what's going to come out of our mouth, right? And 
also what's in our mind is going to come out not through our mouth but through our actions as well because what controls our body is our minds yes. and our heart like you said they're connected right so there's like a lot of people who think that oh i'm christian but i'm gonna listen to like bad music and we say this in like every podcast but i think yeah. it's also like a very important thing right that this music that you're going to listen to is like most not all of it, but 99.9% of the music today is going to be something that's going to corrupt you, right? And if you listen to that, music is catchy, so it's going to be stuck in your mind the whole yeah. time, right? And as long as you're repeating those lyrics to yourself, they're not really edifying you, and mm -hmm. that's why it's going to come out through your mouth. Like, people are like, why do I have such an issue with, like, cussing? Or, like, sometimes, like, <laughs> sometimes I feel like this, but <laughs> I don't know if it is like that, but, like, like you insult people as a joke, right? And sometimes you take it too far, so like, and you're like, why am I always, like, insulting people? Like, why am I always, like, saying these bad things, Why am right? I so mean? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, and it's, like, sometimes you have to, like, think of what you're listening to, right? Like, if you're only listening to things that, like, people, other people insulting each other, like, or people, like, cussing, or people, like, rapping and stuff, like, that's what's going to come out through your mind, like, cussing and insulting people. And, and, and you think about it, too, you know what I mean? That's what I always tell people this, I'm like, you, um, Danny, you know, I, I listen to this, but I don't think about sex, drugs, and women. Not yet. Yeah. You know, but what when else you, is there to think about when you're listening to? <laughs> right, that's yeah, all they're talking about. That's all they think. And if you guys, if you notice, like, like you're, uh, look, all I can speak about is to be how to be a man because I'm a man, so I know I'm going through these things, right? But the more, the more of these things that you think about, when a girl that's very pretty passes by, what's your first urge? To look into her eyes? <laughs> no. Right. That's not what you're looking for. So it's important that, like I said, whatever you whatever you feed, if you feed uh, secular music into your into your ears, you're the, what's going to digest it, what's going to process it is your mind. And then what's going to happen? You're going to become a little bit heartless. Why? Because women are no are no longer beautiful princesses and queens that they should be. But now they're these uh, sexual object. And then you're wondering, oh, why do I see women as sexual objects? Because you're listening to that part. Mm -hmm. And then women too, right? Why did why do they have such humongous standard standards on men? Because of course, all the women that they're singing usually get to, you know, marry these multi-millionaires or billionaires that have money. So, uh, but the, what I was going to tell you this is this is your your mind and heart digestive system needs to be make sure that it's purified and needs to be led by the Holy Spirit. You guys want to say? Yeah, I just wanted to talk about like, um, I was actually watching it like online like earlier this morning. It was um, Terry Crews. He actually came out forth like not too long ago. Like was it like he had a really strong addiction to like pornography, mm -hmm. right? And he had, keep in mind, he had like a bunch of kids. Oh, a bunch of, well, he had a kid and also he had a wife, right? And keep in mind, this guy's big and strong, right? You, you think he's like the ideal man, big and strong, wife, a kid. I think I'm the ideal man. <laughs> <laughs> this guy. <laughs> I'm, no, fine. I'm, I'm fine, I'm fine, I'm, I'm fine. Kidding, I'm but say. yeah, like, was it like, um, he kept like saying over and over again, how often, like, was it what he fed to himself? You know, like drugs, alcohol, pornography even, like, was it, it overtook his mind, right? And um, it kind of corrupted him, right? He saw everyone in the sense of like, was it as an object? He saw everything as in like, oh, I don't want to force myself to be this way. And it kind of took over him what, he, what happened at that time, right? Yeah. And more or less, like, was it like, it was very complicated for him at that time because he didn't have no actions or control over what he was doing. He was kind of like succumbed under pornography. Right. And also he was very like, um, I guess you can say zombie-like, yeah. right? Like, was it like, um, and this is obviously a spirit entering what's happening right like we were talking about earlier like was it how eyes ears all our senses are like windows to not only our so uh, our minds right but also like our souls right of course and that corrupts the spirit as, as well right so what i'm trying to say is pretty much like was it like 
whatever we have entered through our senses or in, in any matter, right? Like, was it like we have to keep, like, I guess you can say, like, vigilant and be, like be aware all the time because, like, was it like, although it may be like the normal standard of like what's happening here, like in America, like, was it like, oh, that guy's like having sex with this girl, they're using pronouns, whatever. It looks cool on the surface, but how is it affecting you mentally? How is this affecting you and your doctrine? You know, like, was it how are you coming forth into like tables and saying, like I don't know, like, like oh I'm a do- I'm a son or daughter of Christ, but I'm still using like they them pronouns. You know what I'm saying? Like it doesn't make sense. You know what I'm saying? Like I understand there's just some people out there, but God made us two ways, man and female, of course, right? So I just think it's super important that we also say that as well. Yeah, and I just wanted to back this up with like a verse, right? Because um, uh, it's Romans twelve two, and I feel like it's like very kind of like explains everything, right? It says. Do not, uh, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind, that by testing you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect, right? And obviously if it's telling you don't be conformed to this world, it's something, the world is something that's going to always be very enticing, right? Like it's when they tell you like, oh, do what you want. Like, like we were just talking about in, other po- uh, in the podcast, be self-indulgent, right? You indulge in what you want, right? And everybody's going to want that, to want to do what their heart tells them, right? But it's not what God calls us to do. So um, we can't conform to them. And we do this by being observant and proving our relationship with God. Because how do we know the will of somebody who we don't know, right? So we obviously have to know God to know his will. And I wanted to talk about the part where it says to be transformed by the renewal of our mind, right? So renewal here, the word, the Greek word that they use is um, anakinosis, which means renovation, right? And renovation is... The definition of renovation is like when you take like a house, right? And you like completely tear it down and make something new out of it, right? Mm-hmm. So well, we have to do that with our mind. We have to take our own thoughts. We have to make everything captive to Christ so that way we can take down what is ours. And we have to... Um, That's so difficult. To yeah, learn. and it's honestly so difficult because like... Because you have to unlearn everything you've learned so yeah. far, right? You have to unlearn it, all of it. And you have to add a new like learning system. And imagine starting from zero. But go ahead. Yeah. I'm sorry, but imagine it's so, like so hard. I feel like it's a little more understandable to people who like have been Christian their whole lives. Right. Like imagine somebody who's like 20 and they barely come to Christ. Everything that the world has taught them, everything that they thought was actually good, is actually have to be relearned, right? And we have to uh, um, renew it, and um, we have to make it new, and we have to make it Christ and not so us. Like the verse that says, um, "He must increase, but I must decrease." Right. We have to make ourselves lesser. So that God can uh, increase, and yeah, I just wanted to give that verse. And honestly, that which is what you said, what you said is beautiful because in Matthew twenty two thirty seven it says, and Jesus answered and told them, "Love your Lord with all your heart." Listen to what we're done. Your soul and your mind, all those three things, don't work to love Jesus Christ. So, so I love what you just said because honestly, it hits it hits home, right? In order to have a renovation of your mind, you have to love. Jesus so much that you have to be willing to learn new things. Like for example, uh, I, I, I like to put it to, to our own selves. Like for example, why, why do men change? Why, 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 why do men become responsible? Why do men become you know successful? Why do men, because they like the opposite sex, right? If there's an opposite sex, you know, the opposite sex, the women don't want unsuccessful men, right? So what is the first thing that you want to do? You want to be better looking, right? You want to be buff. You want to be successful. You want to be everything. You want to change so you can so you can be under that that thought of being, oh, I want to be a better partner. Same thing comes here. With we love, we love Jesus so much that we should be able to, we should be able to take away 
how can I say this? Demolishing, uh, you know, take out everything we've learned once and actually put new thoughts, new ways, new new uh, doctrine even mm-hmm. uh, and we can and we can say that how why do we do that why is it that you're willing uh to change all your mind and then make it anew because you love christ so yeah. much and i also want to um um add that like it, you, the verse right it says that we have to love the lord with um everything that we are basically and um what that like shows is that when you love something like with your body right it means that you're willing to give up your body for that thing right so when it says that you love them with all your mind, it also means that you have to surrender all your thoughts, right? And when we say we have to surrender all our thoughts, it kind of shows that we have to su- surrender our understanding, right? Because in that verse, oh, I'm trying to look for it. <laughs> the word mind, right, is dianoia, uh, which means deep thought, imagination, mind, and understanding. So our understanding is always going to be kind of against us because what God wants, sometimes we're not going to understand it because... God is, his ways are infinitely higher than our own, so we're not going to be able to understand everything he wants from us. So when he says, um, don't kill your brother, don't envy what he has, and you're like, but why? It's not for us to understand. It's for us to follow, right? And that's why Samuel tells Saul, like, that's why he, the Lord prefers obedience over sacrifice because it's not for us to understand, and that kind of shows us surrendering our thoughts when we do what he says, even though we don't understand it. (laughs) So actually, I really like the example of the Tower of Babel, right? So, like, was it, like, in these times, like, was it, like, um, obviously, like, was it the descendants of, um, excuse me, of Adam and Eve, right, correct? Like, was it, like, um, these guys, like, was it they created this um, big tower to try and reach God, of course, right? They tried, um, I guess you can say, like, um, overcoming and trying to, um, there's a word for it. Reach. Like, reach, yeah, a reach for it, right? So, like, was it, like, um, they tried to, like, try and almost be like God, right? And, like, trying to, like, be famous as him right here. And it says right here in Genesis eleven four, it says here, they said, come, let us build a city for ourselves and a tower whose top will reach into the heavens. And let us, let us make a famous name for ourselves so that we will not be scattered into separate groups and disperse all over the surface of the entire earth as the Lord instructed. But newsflash, that happened, you know, this band, right? So I just think it's super important how the, this story actually like was it like resi- resides in within us because we believe our ways are are obviously like higher of course because we don't see god we don't see god like uh, as i see you matthew or you danny right like was it like if i saw god right in front of me then i'll be like oh like bowing down to my knees kissing your feet washing your feet doing everything that i can in order to please you of course right but since we don't see this um our mental like capacity we're just like oh i guess I can do whatever I want. God's not really next to me, right? But this also comes into play with also the doctrine that we receive as well. You know, like, was it like, how faithful are we in order to understand what the Lord has bestowed unto us, right? And it's super important as well because if we don't have this fear in the Lord, like, was it like, how are we able to mentally stabilize ourselves? Um, Like, for a long period of time, right? Like, was it like, don't even think about yourself, but also think about what your children and generations have later in the future. How would they think? You know what I'm saying? Like, was it like, if you're thinking wrong in the wrong sense, like, was it like where I'm not going to be able to please God with the things I'm doing? Imagine the future generations you're laying out. You're writing out like a really bad red carpet, of course, right? And right here in the Tower of Babel, is we can say like, was it like their whole, like the whole people, like, was it like, I guess you can say tribe. Can you say tribe? Right? Tribe, yeah. Yeah, you can say tribe. Like, was it like, um, like just dispersed and disbanded, right? And they all got confused with their languages, right? And 
you can see that like play within us internally as well because not only that but like was it like we tend to be confused within ourselves right like we confuse different doctrines and stuff like that right and it's very important the fact that we have a steadfast like doctrine into our minds because once we don't have that then our mental capacity is going to be like oh but this one said this one then but the world says this you know and your mind's not firm on to one solid thing if that makes sense right you want you want to keep going yeah, sorry. Yeah, I want to say one thing. Yeah, because yeah. yeah, uh, he's mentioned something that I think is very important. Like sometimes we think that we know more, than we know better than God, and sometimes we want to do things in our own way, thinking that it's God hasn't already way. seen seven steps ahead of this, right? Yeah. And um, obviously, uh, Isaiah fifty-five eight says, "For my thoughts are higher than your thoughts; neither your ways my ways." Basically, showing us that basically God is telling us, like, you don't know anything. My, like, I am so much higher than you. Why do you think you know anything? There's another verse that says. Who would know the Lord's mind? Who can mm. give him advice? Just, just, yeah. just. And sometimes, yeah, and sometimes we try to do that, right? Um, I remember the preaching from Heinz where he tells us, like, that part where he says, who tr- who tr- like, who's to give him advice, right? When the Lord tells us to do something, and we ask him for something, like, for example, I was giving the example of, like, oh, I want I want a new car, right? I want this, like, amazing car. So the Lord's like, okay, like, I'll give you, like, a, like and they start giving you overnight shifts at your work, right? And you're like, oh, but I don't really want to work overnight, you know? And then the Lord is like, okay, you're asking me for this thing, but you don't want to work for it. Like, it's not the way we want to do it. And we're like, oh, God, like, I want it, but I don't want it that way, you know? Like, give it to me an easier way, right? <laughs> I and want it easy. <laughs> yeah, so, like, that verse kind of applies. It's like, who are you to tell the Lord how to do it, right? He's giving you something you want, and just because it's not the way you want, right? And the, sorry, the example that I wanted to give was Saul in the chapters First Samuel 15, right? God sends Saul to destroy the Amalekites, right? He tells him to destroy everything. Don't leave anything behind. But what Saul does is, you know, he keeps the women and children. He keeps the king hostage. He keeps the cattle, right? And the point I want to get to this is he keeps the cattle to sacrifice to God, right? And this is when I said earlier that Samuel tells him, like, he prefers obedience over sacrifice. But the, the way Saul's mind worked is, like, I'm not going to do something for, like, bad, right? He, he, cho- he disobeyed the Lord thinking what he was going to do was better than what God asked, right? And he thought, like, okay, I know he... T- yeah, he ta- he's like, I know he told me to do this, but if I do this, maybe it'll be like, oh, like, brownie points, right? Or something like that. I don't know what he thought, <laughs> right? But... Yeah, we're just talking about it, too. <laughs> <laughs> and um, so Saul did this to try to please the Lord, but in doing so, he disobeyed the Lord. Mm. So when God tells us to do something, like, I... I've been saying, like, the whole time, like, it's not for us to understand, it's to do, right? And that is what's going to please the Lord. It's not what we think pleases the Lord, but what the Word says pleases the Lord. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah. You know you know who else I was thinking about? Just another example, Jonah. Mm-hmm. Uh, because, you know, uh, Jesus, well, not Jesus, but God <laughs> tells Jonah, you know, go and preach to these people in Nineveh, you know? Yeah. And I know we all know the story, but it's crazy how he thought they don't. They didn't deserve. You know. No, no. Why would you? Why would you forget the people from Nineveh? Mm-hmm. They're such sinners. He thought he was better. He was a more better. Uh, uh, what? <laughs> he thought he was more like righteous. Not, not, not only more righteous, but he thought he was giving a better judgment than Jesus, than God. Oh, yeah. and just imagine, imagine that. So when he goes, oh, you think you have better judgment here? Let, let me. Let's have a huge fish eat you for a few days. <laughs> And then I'm going to spit you out in front of Nineveh just to make you that. And then you can see, I, I just want to bring it back a little bit back to, to just maybe apply it to ourselves. Notice that he does what God says. The whole town of Nineveh comes back to God's God's feet, comes back to, to God. And yet he still 
His mind. That's what I'm telling you. That's what I'm telling you that his his your mindset is more important. That's why being a follower of Christ is not everything. I just love what you said. You don't have to understand everything. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you just gotta, dude. Yeah. I, I know. I just repeating <laughs> what you said. We just gotta obey. And it's yeah. crazy how he saved that people, those people, and he still wasn't happy. He still wasn't happy. Oh, he was still wondering and fixing. Oh, why would a you know caterpillar eat this if mm-hmm. if you just give it? Why, who are you to do this? And what happens? Yeah. He gets cut off there. No more story from him. That's all you're gonna do. So we must actually think that not only not not only deliberately deliberately going against God's will, but maybe just say doing exactly yeah. what he says. And I'm like a very person like <laughs> who always asks like why to everything. Yeah, you are. Like, I remember That's somebody. <laughs> <laughs> like, I remember somebody like um, once said um, like that they're also a person who does that, and they're like the person who's like somebody tells them the sky is blue, and they'll be like, okay, but why? Oh right? my god! <laughs> and I'm like the same way. So it took me a long time to realize because people would tell me to do something, and I would be like, okay, but why do I have to do that? Like, why is why does it work like that? I could just do it this way. Right, so it takes a lot, a long time, especially for people who like overthink, <laughs> like, like Shaylee. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like cause I overthink a lot as well. So I'm just like, okay, but why do I have to do that if I could just do this and this and this, right? But it's not about, like you said, it's not about understanding it, and um, it's not, oh, it's not going to be the best route to do to question God, right? Because like God created you, so why am I gonna, like it says, like who's the clay to talk back to the potter, right? Yeah. Like, why am I gonna question God when God is the one who created me? You, you know, you know what's I was, gonna, I was just thinking about what you just said because I've known you for almost like you know like ten years, right? <laughs> and I, it's crazy how you know God. God gives us practice. He does, guys. Honestly, let me tell you something. God gives us practice. We just don't see it. For example, your parents tell you, "I want you to clean the bathroom this way." And what's the first thing you do? You're trying to cut corners, cut everything, and then you come back and your mom goes, "Why didn't you do it the way I tell you?" Like, how did you know? Because they know, right? And that's your first test. That's your first way of practice of that. Of that, if we can't even listen to our parents at a young age, how do you think? Do you think it's gonna be any any easier to 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 uh, you know to listen to to God? And then as you grow up, like God puts, for example, bosses. He puts leaders. He puts you know spiritual spiritual leaders in front of you. They tell you, hey, can we do can we do this in a certain way and do that? You might not like it. I, I agree. I I sometimes don't agree with everything is said. But then I just say, but who am I to judge? Who am I to do this? If they're in front of me, what I should be doing is obeying. That's it. That, 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 that's all I should be doing. And and it's crazy how God gives us this training, dude. And and honestly, now that I see it, you even see it through David, right? David had to obey Saul, even though he didn't like it. David had to obey his father. Uh, you know, David had to obey uh, Samuel. You know, he's oh, going to be next king. And it didn't happen for the next, you know, 15, 20 years. And, you know, he, he had to obey him. So, so, I mean, what am I trying to get this is your mentality, your mind needs to be fed with the right things in order for you to be trained. And, of course, with everything we said, right, uh, with 99% of the things we all said already, to, in order to be the true follower of God that you want to be, your mind needs to be in a, how can I say this, in a, in a, in a state of spiritual surrender and I think thought would be better. Right, because if somebody comes and yells at you, what's the first thing that you want to do? You want to cuss them out as well, right? Yeah. But but if you start if you start thinking about you know the spiritual way of this, you start going, no, wait, hold on. If I act the same, then what's the difference in me? Yeah, for example, if 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 your sister slaps you and you slap her back, then what's the difference in you? There's no difference in you, 
so we have to start understanding this this uh, almost like higher learning, right? Like this, like uh, this this yeah, <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know. But but we have to understand this this new way of, of of thinking that God wants to give us, and this 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 way of thinking besides everything we said is obey. I don't want you to. Sh- I don't want you to show me a new way. I want you to obey what I said. And that's, I think that's the most beautiful part and hardest part. You know, like once we like try and like actually solidify what the Lord wants for us, right? Like was it like, or at least attempt, of course, because like, every single day we, we struggle with obedience, of course, right? And sometimes like, was it like our mental stability and our pride is usually like in the way, of course, of what we're trying to achieve for the Lord, right? And what I think is super beautiful that once we learn to like, I guess you can say like hone this beautiful gift that God has given us in order to be able to try and understand, you know what I'm saying? Like, what's it like? Cause not every single being is not going to be able to understand uh, what the Lord's going to be sent to us. But we actually are like the light to the world, right? We ourselves, like, was it like um, salt and light to the world, right? And it's very important because if you think about it, like, was it like not everyone's going to be able to listen to what the gospel is going to be, shown right and obviously some people like was it like spread the gospel like in an incorrect way i guess you could say and like was it like where they hate god or whatever like that right and where i'm where i'm trying to go with this is pretty much like was it like we ourselves like was it like as as christians as followers of christ right we're supposed to be very mentally stable forth right and a really great example i really like is also when jesus was sitting with the sinners of course right and it says right here in matthew 9 10 says right here and as Jesus reclined at the table in the house, behold, many tax collectors and sinners came and were reclining with Jesus and his disciples. In verse 11, it says right here, And when the Pharisees saw this, they said to his disciples, what, Why does your teachers eat with tax collectors and sinners? Right? And I think this is super important because I remember, like, was it when we went to Sacramento, like, Pastor Douglas was actually talking about this, and it's super beautiful because Jesus didn't sit with the sinners, right? And the sinners, like, was it sat with Jesus? try and understand, okay, this guy obviously has some, like, some sort of anointing in him. This guy's different. Like, I gotta get, I have to know, like, what's, like, what's going through his mind and everything, like, right? <laughs> 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 Literally. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah. anyways, like, was it, like, um, what I'm trying to say is that, was it, like, we ourselves, if we were to misrepresent, like, God or the scripture in any sort of way that may be incorrect, imagine how people would, like, view God. You're doing a disservice to that. You know what I'm saying? So that why, why it's very important for all of us in order to be mentally, like, stable. Because not only people look at you wrong, but also you're doing a disservice to the Lord. That's how I see it. And, and you know also what happens when, 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 when you're doing a disservice to the Lord with your mind is that you no longer accept people that Jesus would accept. For example, um, for example, if you see, if you see a sinner, uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you guys even an easier one when, when there's a homeless on the street. Mm-hmm. And, dude, all it needs is some love. Like, would you would you hug him? Reality, reality. No, right. Probably not. <laughs> Probably not, right? But they, 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 they stink, right? They, they they smell bad. They're not they're not showered. They, I don't know what they've done, right? And but at the same time, it's like, would Jesus would have hugged them? Absolutely. Would Jesus would have sat down with them and said, "Hey, let me break bread." So my question is this: Maybe our mentality is incorrect. Maybe Jesus didn't go after clean people. Jesus didn't go after you know the people that were already saved. Jesus went after the people that weren't and that were actually counted out. So my question is, maybe our mentality as Christians is, is incorrect. You know what I mean? We shouldn't be sitting with the, we shouldn't be sitting with people that are already saved. What we should, we, sh- we should be doing is going out and finding the people that are lost, forgotten, and everything, and those redeem those people. Go ahead. And that's so crazy because, like I said, like the world is completely opposite of what God tells us, and the world tells us like, why are you gonna hang out with these people? They can't. They're not gonna benefit you in any way, right? 
like the only thing you should do is be hanging out with better people mm. right and that's the only way you're gonna go up which in a way if you think of it in business and stuff i guess that makes sense but yeah, when you think does. of it in the real world people take it to the real world and jesus shows us that it's not about being served right it's about serving others right so we have to be the ones to help those people and that's the kind of like change in mind like the metanoia that comes with it right that we have to learn that it's completely reversible what we what we've been thinking and we have to be the one helping these people right and um when you do that i feel like um it's easier it comes easier as it goes because when you start to change your thinking and when i was um talking about like not being able to understand sometimes it's not always a bad thing you know to not understand because jesus loves us right so why not love them and jesus loving us is something that's so incomprehensible yeah. yeah it's something like you can't even begin to fathom and that's why um not understanding can also be like a beautiful thing because how could you even begin to understand why jesus chose like us as people right because we were the ones who rejected him and he still accept us right like we were the ones who rejected his love and he still gives it to us undeserving so that's the kind of like change of mind that you get and you start to like feel this love for other people because that's how jesus loved you and so yeah that's just what i wanted to add and you know i was gonna say that maybe maybe we should we should start looking like as a youth we should start looking into that you know like how how are we thinking what's our mindset like like even as latino people like what's the first thing you see or you think of when you see somebody coming into church that is tatted you know from neck to toes mm -hmm. Not only sinner, oh, this guy's a gangster. Mm. You know, this guy's a cholo. Watch out, don't talk to him. Which, I get it, right? We've been brought up like this because yeah. people are from Salvador, Guatemala, Mexico, and, you know, we're scared of those people. Mm. But then I wonder, you know, what would Jesus do? Maybe we, we, maybe we lack a little bit of maybe open-mindedness of, of the sinners coming into the church. Like, like why are we, like, maybe I'm going to say something <laughs> uh, maybe a little bit too, too edgy, but why do we only say hello to the people that are, are in suits? And nice dresses. Like, do you go? Do you go out of your way to 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 go say hi, uh, for example, to that person that came in flip flops and shorts? It's ironic because we're all in the same boat either way. Like, either way, yeah. either way, God's gonna be like, "Oh, you wore a suit today. You're gonna go to heaven faster." <laughs> it doesn't work that way, yeah, right? Exactly. But but the, but definitely, like, I love talking about this because our mindset, for example, every every mindset of every ethnic group is different. For example, uh, you know, Caucasian people are like way chill about it you know mm -hmm. uh you know african-american people have a different way of thinking things. and as other latino have a and asians have a different and the, way and, they're and they're the way they're raised but my question is this jesus didn't put his own culture inside of this mm -hmm. but he had kingdom culture which is another topic that we can yeah. we can talk about and i want to read a verse so we can finish this because i think we had we're over time i think we're reading, reaching like 35 minutes uh matthew 5 48 it says, you therefore will be perfect. I'm reading the AMP version if you guys want to read this. And in parentheses it says, growing into spiritual maturity both in mind and in character. Actively integrating godly values into your daily life as your heavenly father is perfect. So how do we do this? By applying God's thoughts into our thoughts. Like God's Richard heart. Says we have to make our thoughts captive to Christ. Go, go. Do you have it there? Or no? Um, I or do have, to look have it. it. Yeah, I have to look for it right now. <laughs> But, oh, yeah, I have it. It's 2 Corinthians 10.5. We destroy arguments and every lofty opinion raised against the knowledge of God and take every thought captive to obey Christ. So it's, it's beautiful, right? I like what it says, to, to grab every, every, every thought. Mm -hmm. So the fact that bad thoughts are going to come to your life, it's not the mistake. The mistake is that we let them run freely. Yeah. And honestly, I think we need a second episode. But to be honest, to be honest. But <laughs> that's just me. Right? You can say so much about this. I know, I know. All right, guys. But we're going to end it here. Uh, I'll see you guys next Wednesday. Remember, every 
Wednesday, I think it is. Yeah, every Wednesday at 4 p.m. And uh, God bless you guys, and I hope this is a blessing. And guys, I'll see you guys next week. Take care. Bye-bye.